Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza is so full of topping. Hold on there, partner. That there pizza is big enough for the both of us. With a half pound of toppings and a soft, chewy crust, it sure is. Problem is, though, this town ain't. <gasps> Introducing the Red Baron fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza. Share something awesome. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers, and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks, and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Kate Calder to the podcast today. Kate is a recipe writer, food stylist and author of new book, Three Ingredient Cocktails, which shares recipes for 60 cocktails along with delicious food to eat with them. Welcome, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm really well. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is a real honour. Now, today we're going to talk about 10 things you need to know about three ingredient cocktails. Mm -hmm. So we've got quite a lot to get through. So your number one is, and it's a good one, don't be intimidated. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I totally get it at the end of the day. It's so easy just to open up a beer or have a glass of wine. But I do think a cocktail also only takes a couple minutes. Once you learn how to do it, you can do it forever. But there's just um, a greater depth there, I think. And you can sit back and relax and really savor each sip where it doesn't disappear in seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I do say um, not to be intimidated. Um, I think so often you just want to leave it to a bartender to do or you think it's only something to do on your night out and it has to be, you know, ridiculously expensive yeah. where it doesn't have to be ridiculously expensive you can just do it at home um, I think the the thing that it, I don't know if it's intimidated or just 
the thought of having a queue of people standing there waiting oh, while God. I yeah. while I shake shake up my cocktails. But we're <laughs> we're going to give you plenty tips and tricks throughout this yeah, podcast no, to, to avoid that situation. <laughs> An angry a bar full of people waiting. That's what bar. I think. The other thing is just waiting for cocktails, isn't yeah. it? At a bar, it can sometimes just take ages. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like no, you can do them really quickly yeah. for you and your friends. Cool. Um, and number two is follow the recipe. Yes. This one I do think is actually quite important um, only because uh, they are a recipe. They are um, something that you aren't just uh, sort of slapdash putting together. Um, there are kind of rules, but at the same time, um, it's so simple because once you do have what your measure is, when, what a shot is for you. So um, I think, yeah, in the book quite often so in the states they'll say one ounce or yeah. one part where for here that would be 30 millimeters um is often one shot which um yeah once you have that down so whatever you're using as your shot glass you then just double it or oh, something like a negroni is really easy because they'll often have it's just uh equal parts one yeah. one one so yeah whatever you're using as that shot can yeah. then be really simple to follow for the recipe yeah but whatever you're using for that shot try and get it as close to the measurement as possible yes. otherwise you could be making yourself a triple negroni without realizing it absolutely <laughs> and you might down the line after you've had a few but for that first one try and get it right <laughs> and i know because measuring spoons in the in the test kitchen so a measuring spoon is 15 mil isn't it so exactly I guess like two yeah. of them is is a shot a yeah standard shot yeah so that's why at home yeah it's so easy to do because I, I do yeah. think yeah and you're right about the balance thing aren't you because mm -hmm. you know we might know what's in a cocktail but you can't free pour it no you can't and you can even get you know some people make you a gin and tonic and yeah. you're like oh what what went wrong there yeah, yeah um so yeah I do think keep an eye I think sometimes think people sort of are like uh try and go a little, little strong a little soon yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like no 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 just take it's okay <laughs> one shot's fine yeah. Because then it throws things out. It out of does. Balance, it like makes everything else, yeah, off. So yeah. yeah, no, do follow a recipe, but it's so it is just yeah. pouring one shot to yeah. one shot to one shot. <laughs> um, number three, don't go mad on expensive spirits. Yeah, this one I do think, um, and I'm a lover of you know your beautiful, rare or expensive um, certain spirits and everything, but I do think um, you don't. You don't have to break the bank where, um, especially because you are adding either a simple syrup like a sugar syrup or uh, carbonated water, that you don't need to use your most expensive. Or if you you are having a party or something, something like with gin as well as um, vodkas especially, uh, you can just use um, sort of a regular, I think, uh, supermarket um, uh, vodka or something. But then saying that, if you are doing a, a cocktail that has a high uh, alcohol content, like something like a Manhattan, mm. I would say use a really nice rye or, a, you know, um, old fashioned. You want a nice bourbon in that uh, mm. because it is so much about the flavor of the spirit. Yeah. Whereas something else. Um, something more mixed up. And yeah, something diluted. more mixed and diluted. Anything sort of, they often say like a highball uh, has a lot more, it's diluted quite yeah. a bit. Whereas, so in something like that, yeah, you definitely don't don't spend too much money. Because one of my favorite cocktails is a martini. Mm, and, yeah. you know, in some cases that can be just 
there's a, I read a recipe once where it was um, a gin martini and you just kind of showed them a move to the, <laughs> to the glass. You didn't know you were for it. I love that. Know, nice to gin, meet you. you know, Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to like wave in front of it. But, you know, and then I've read recipes where you, you like pour the, um, pour it in and then pour it back out again and then pour the gin or the Oh, I love that. In. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, if, if that is the only alcohol featuring yeah. in your martini, then you want it to be a mm-hmm. nice one. A nice one. One that you know you enjoy yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. So depending on the drink. Yeah. Cool. Number four is why three is the magic number. Why, why is three the magic number? Well, Looking at the majority of classic cocktails, they are only three ingredients. Mm. So, and that's another thing why you shouldn't be intimidated in the first place. It is only three ingredients. So you have everything from margarita, Manhattan, Negroni, old fashioned, mint julep. They're all just three ingredients. And I think that's because it's within the balance. So you have your main spirit, uh, which is the flavor, and then you have the sweetness or, or acidity, and then you have the seasoning. Mm. Um, so with those three, it kind of balances out a drink. Now, obviously, there are so many cocktails in the world, and mm. some of them have up to 10 ingredients. Yeah. But the classics, when the cocktail sort of came, I think it was sort of mid-19th uh, century. Yeah you're definitely sticking to spirit, a sugar, and a flavor or or a seasoning, whether that be bitters or whatnot. So yeah, your classic cocktail is just those three. Those three things. Love that. Um, Let's talk about ice for number five, because ice is really, don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Do not get me started on on getting a drink. I mean, I have sent my, my husband back to the bar. So even if it's just a JT and and if it comes with two two little bits of ice floating there. I'm just, I just get apoplectic. It's it's horrific. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly upsetting. (laughs) No, I I understand that. But I just can't deal with um, anything other than ice cold. Why is it so important? I think also a drink is, should be refreshing. Yeah. Um, And having something ice cold is Mm. what makes it most enjoyable and slows you down drinking it and makes you savor it again. Um, and if you're moving into the area of, you know, cocktail expertise, there's lots mm-hmm. of different types of ice for different occasions, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you have all your different crushed ice drinks like a rum runner um, or um, I think, yeah, Moscow Mule. You'd always have crushed ice. Um, and it's just all about how quickly the ice melts mm. and if the drink, if it's okay to be diluted or not. So that's why so often in stirred and strained drinks like a Negroni or Manhattan, you want the flavor there. So you're not putting any ice in, but you do make it on ice. Yeah. So you make it really cold. So it's really, really and then you strain it, um, or, or shaking, you want, um, the ice will add the froth. Yeah. You know, getting it in the shaker with a bunch of ice uh, gives you that beautiful foam on top. Yeah. So it is it is sort of the essential component. Yeah, it's, it's not just like cooling it down. It's doing no, lots of other it's adding, jobs yeah, as well. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the recipe. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, about presenting. So number six is invest in some proper glassware. I mean, if you're going to be serious about it, yeah. right, What you don't have to buy a whole bar's worth of no. glassware, but what, what would you suggest people would get? Um, I would suggest definitely a really nice old-fashioned glass or also called a low ball or um, yeah. a really nice tumbler um, because I think because that with 
yeah, nice ice in it for a high alcohol contact yeah. content drink is lovely. Um, I recently splashed out on beautiful coupe glasses. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I just find drinking out of a martini glass, yeah. because you can use martinis in a coupe glass as well as champagne in a coupe yeah. glass, and it's very, I find, diverse. So you can have different uh, drinks in a coupe. And also, I always spill a martini glass. Yeah. It, whether I'm sitting yeah, or standing, I, I spill it. <laughs> it you goes everywhere. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, always down my front. <laughs> So I tend to stay away from the martini glass, but fair enough, it is the classic cocktail um, glass. But yeah, and then also um, I've got beautiful highballs as well, because yeah. I think so often you do serve one, you don't want to go um, too alcoholic when serving friends. Um, and so if you have a big night, so yeah, something that can hold some soda or ginger yeah, ale. And lots of ice. <laughs> and lots of ice, exactly. Um, so yeah, those are my favorites. Cool. Brilliant. And then onto equipment because it's obviously in the same vein um, mm -hmm. if people are going to get a bit serious about it a, a stainless steel shaker essential, yeah that much. I think that's essential I that I you know I use mine all the time and I think because you can pack it with ice quite a bit of ice you can do two drinks in there at a yeah. time so when you're sort of pressed for time or not even pressed for time just want to get on with is it that, is that not cocktail blasphemy I wonder I think it this. is I think it is cocktail blasphemy so I hope no mixologists <laughs> are um, judging me too we harshly right now we've got yeah thirsty people too uh, that's it I know if you have a partner at home yeah. or a best friend that's over visiting it's like it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and it's done very quickly. So yeah, I always use stainless steel. I have a beautiful one that I was given for my birthday that is glass that I just keep, you know, where people can see it and it looks very pretty. No. But I know, I know it would slip out of my hands getting wet from the ice yeah. and things. Um, I prefer stainless steel and it gets the coldest. Yeah. You know, you can see it frost up as you're shaking. Yeah. Um, so I'd always go stainless steel. And not that expensive either. No, not at all. Not at all. Really cheap. Yeah. What about other little bits and pieces that people can get? I actually do always use what's called a jigger, which is what, um, it's like a, it's a shot glass, but it does, has different measurements within oh, I see, it. Right. So yeah, it has sort of the 30 mils kind of a line there then 15 mm. and then on the other side you know it kind of has a 10 and a bit bigger and I really like that just because I think mainly because I do make quite a few cocktails and I find it easier for me um just to measure it out but also I um do like a strainer so and that would always come if you did buy yeah. a stainless steel it would come with a strainer and I think that's great as well as a muddler and I um I think because so often when people are doing drinks with herbs in it um they they go too hard right. and that can make it bitter if you're really you know using the end of that rolling pin a yeah. bit harshly on your mint or whatever you're using you should only ever do it not lightly because you're you want to do a bit of a with a bit of a twist at the end but yeah. not go crazy on it like I've seen bless him my husband muddle sometimes and it's like whoa whoa <laughs> these herbs are your friends they're giving you something <laughs> don't kill Stop them yeah <laughs> what, how do you feel about cocktail trolleys love them yeah. I mean I want one I don't have one I have a shelf <laughs> above the children's books <laughs> just waiting for that age where it has to be moved um but yeah I, I love a cocktail trolley yes yeah. please And number eight is garnishes, how to make a good cocktail great. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think this is such a must, especially if you have guests over. Um, 
it just wows them. They're they're so excited to see their glass if you have a garnish on yeah. it. And you can go, like, you can find everything now on YouTube. So you can, if you want to do a great, you know, uh, lime peel fan or anything, easy to do. You can do quite a few of them. Or if you just get really beautiful cherries um, or, yeah, the Luxardo cherries and or uh, big fat olives yeah. that take over, uh, all of that. I think is the wow factor mm. that make people a bit excited and make the drink a bit special. Yeah, um, and they're not that expensive because no. I, I like. I'm a big fan of the maraschino cherry. I love a maraschino. You know the yeah. bright red. Me too. Just love it. <laughs> got that particular flavor. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so good. And then the Luxardo ones are another level of posh, aren't they? They're very like, posh. Yeah. They're sort of like the deep dark berry mm-hmm. colored. And they've got a really nice flavor as well. What is, what is the flavor? Of well, the, they are a maraschino cherry. Okay. But the Luxardo, from what I understand, is the flavor okay. of, it, of the sort the of juice. Comes the liqueur, the, yeah, or yeah, whatever so it is. Yeah. As well. um, so, yeah, that is the flavor. This, it's sort of like a Luxardo maraschino cherry. Mm. So that is the flavor. But, um, yeah, they're beautiful. I think we've all become, like, so used to it now because of the explosion of, like, gin and tonic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, now my sister, go, she she often <laughs> has a and t when we're out. She doesn't get, like, a big fishbowl full of stuff. Oh, my God, I love it. She goes, <laughs> she's like, oh, it's just, it's a really regular. And I'm thinking, yeah. it's still a and t you know. I mean, no. you're not, you're mm-hmm. not eating all of that garnish. Or yeah. Maybe you are, I don't know. But um, there's so many places now that do the whole shebang, you know. Oh. Of, well, in Canada, so uh, like a Bloody Mary, if yeah. you order that in Canada, it's called a Caesar because it uses a tomato clam juice. Oh, okay. So it's a bit different. But they have competitions. You know, each bar, especially if you're somewhere like Whistler, where there's a lot of morning drinking <laughs> to get over the night before, <laughs> it's, you know, they add everything in there. You get, you yeah, you get pickles, you get, uh, I've seen a chicken wing, I've seen pepperoni sticks. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and of course the celery or a prawn or this or that. It's like a whole meal. It's like a whole meal. Yeah, it's your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think as well, because cocktails are just so much fun and they're so yeah. pretty to look at. You do, and I think also when you're going to a bar, to be fair, you're spending a lot of money now on yeah. a cocktail. That it's not cheap, is it? No. So to have a few little extras, yeah. you want your little meal. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's like I want two olives. Yeah. <laughs> I want three olives, um, and I love number nine, which is um, history and tall tales, mm-hmm. um, because you say uh, cocktails have histories and stories to tell. Yes, they do. Um, I was sort of thinking about how often with. Uh, wine people they can you know tell you the history Mm. of the bottle where the wine comes from and that and I do think cocktails kind of have the same thing where especially with the classics they did come from somewhere you know um can you give us a few examples I can now there there's a couple so the Manhattan is one that's fought over yeah because um so some people especially um the Manhattan Club which still exists today says it's theirs and it came from it was created in 1874 by a Dr. Ian Marshall for a party hosted by Lady Randolph Churchill, who is okay. Winston's mother. Wow. Um, so she was hosting, I think, a presidential candidate. And um, yeah, so that's they say that came about, that, uh, that was the history of the Manhattan. But people believe that's not true at all because that date would have been when she was pregnant with Churchill and in England, mm. it's documented. Okay. So then another... 
Hotel in New York says they started it, which is New York's Hoffman House. So their bartender says he got it from a guy called Black that worked in another bar that was not so elegant (laughs) down the road. (laughs) So both of those places, they fight over the Manhattan, but both claim it. Um, And then uh, another one um, that I quite enjoy is the Ricky. Which, um, so you have the gin Ricky right. and then the regular ri- Ricky. What's now, in a Ricky then? So a Ricky is bourbon, lime, and soda. Right. And a gin Ricky is gin, lime, and soda. Now, so it began, the story goes, by Colonel Joe Ricky, who was a Democratic lobbyist yeah. who was at the bar with friends. And they were, um, I think the story goes... I think they were voting in or seeing who was going to vote in. Anyway, they were placing bets on who was going to be the next next House Speaker. Okay. And he won, made a load of money, went on a two-day bender, <laughs> ended up at one of his favorite bars which, with all this group, and mm. they needed kind of a refresher to keep going or <laughs> hair of the dog. <laughs> and um, he was notorious for not liking sugar. All the bartenders knew that. And so they made his favorite drink, uh, or he they knew he liked bourbon, so they just did it without um, any sugar syrup or anything. Yeah. So it was just soda, lime, bourbon. That's it. But then the story goes, quite sadly, takes a turn. <laughs> oh, it God. becomes really famous in like other parts of um, the country, and especially New York, but just drops the gin, drops, yeah, becomes, the Ricky becomes the gin Ricky, mm. which greatly upsets Colonel Ricky because he wants it just as the Ricky like him. <laughs> he hates that it's lost the bourbon side. And then it actually outshines him and becomes more popular than him. No one remembers who he Aww. is. And he ends up, very sadly, um, taking his own life by poisoning himself. And everyone links the two, that this drink became bigger than the man and he couldn't handle it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's real tragedy. It's proper tragedy. And also, like, you know, a, a lot of those stories are probably, what's the word, like, created behind the veil of lots of drinking so you don't exactly really know. you have no idea what's true it's gonna truth. be really hard to get no. to the truth <laughs> never <laughs> but it's fun i love it um and lastly keep it tidy <laughs> yes um i think uh this is very true for cocktails especially they do have a high alcohol um count and so um Yeah, I always think of Dorothy Parker and one of her famous lines was, um, I like to have a martini, two at the very most. After three, I'm under the table. After four, I'm under my host. (laughs) And I think that's true. I think you got to watch it with the cocktails. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, definitely, especially with something like a martini, um, uh, keep it, yeah. Maybe if you're having a gathering, Mm -hmm. keep it to the longer drinks. Keep it to the longer drinks, exactly. Keep using the anything, some carbonated mixer in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) With lots of ice. I mean, I think that's probably true for a party anyway, isn't it? Because it's celebratory. I think, think like in a Grony or a Manhattan, something that you like snuggle around a fire and sip Absolutely. Or something at the end of the night is really lovely, isn't it? Yeah, like a nightcap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions for people who, who might not want to have the alcohol? Like, you know, maybe couple of grown-up things that they can absolutely know, not sugary yeah I think that's so important nowadays as well I think more people are sort of turning to mocktails mm. as they call them um and 
Yeah, I know one that I quite like is um, soda, fresh lime and orange bitters. Oh, nice. It's really refreshing. Um, but I think the bitters, bitters just add such yeah. a complexity to it, make it feel grown up um, and give a depth there mm. rather than it just being a fruit juice with um, soda or something. Um so yeah, I, I do like things like that. Um, and before anybody writes in to tell us, we know bitters is alcoholic. Sorry, but 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 but, but. it is because I, I I looked into it. Yeah. So you only have you have so little of it because mm-hmm. you literally have like three yeah, drops. Yeah, it's dash. It, yeah. Yeah. So basically, take because it's in a long a long drink, it takes the alcohol level, the ABV down. To below 0.5, which oh, is amazing, which is yeah. the same as you know, non alcoholic beers have to be under a certain, yeah, because ah. it's just not enough of it in there. No, 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 no. yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. um, another one that we made all Christmas, my sister, um, <clears throat> isn't drinking, and she, uh, so I made this one with just cloudy apple juice, egg white, and almond extract and you put it in a shaker and so it gets the beautiful foam on top and it feels she was like I feel like I'm having a proper cocktail because put the maraschino cherry on top on top of the foam in a beautiful glass and she was like she said with the almond extract it felt really alcoholic (laughs) to her like a kind of snowball yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah. so that was a big one that we did at Christmas um yeah and I loved that too yeah everyone in the house was kind of like actually I have one of those yeah Yeah, but six and brandy in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I'll have that after my whiskey sour (laughs) oh that's brilliant Kate um thank you so much for coming to chat to us today and if people want to find your book it's called um Kate Calder three ingredient cocktails 60 drinks made in minutes and it's out now isn't it it is yes and then um where can people keep up with what you're doing yep you can um follow me on instagram it's at kate calder three ingredient and i often put um yeah some new recipes up there and just what i'm cooking and drinking you know that week cool brilliant well thanks again for coming to chat to us today kate oh thank you so much for having me thank you for listening to the olive podcast For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.